0: Welcome. Welcome to the Issa Rugby Podcast, where we bring you the latest news, updates and interviews. Get
1: more insights from the Springboks, is, the, Springboks champions
0: of the, world. the Junior Box, the Blitzbox, our two national women's teams, local competitions and more. It's been more than a year since our younger players, most of whom are still at school, played any form of role. The good news is that that is about to change with a return to play on the horizon as the season clicks into a higher gear. My name is De Jong Borchardt and today I'm talking to SA Rugby's two dietitians, Zenit Simji and Robin Moore, on all things nutrition. Robin, I'm going to start with you. And we're talking about nutrition, especially aimed at our our younger players here. So uh, we we received a couple of questions from parents, and this is something that we got got asked quite a lot. What supplements are safe to use for 15-year-olds?
2: So this is a really important question, and I'm so glad that it was asked um, because we would definitely not recommend using supplements for anyone under 18 years old. So definitely not for a 15-year-old. For all of our athletes, we recommend a food-first approach, which means meeting all of your body's nutritional needs through food. There's really nothing in a supplement that you can't get in a more natural form in food. And there are additional risks for young athletes using supplements um, in that it could affect their normal growth and development, which is still underway. And many of the supplements haven't even been tested for safety um, in populations under under 18 years. So it's just too risky. Another major risk is that the supplement industry is very poorly regulated which means that we can't always trust what's on the label um, and that 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 is actually what is in the product and there's also a very high risk of contamination in these products so there could be traces of banned substances um, which players could take and then test positive for these banned substances and it's really risking their career um, for something that's not even been proven to work so yeah i just hope that that. Is- very clear that there are a lot of risks associated with supplement use and that we uh, we wouldn't recommend it. If the the parents or the school is um, able to afford it, we would recommend rather saving the money that you would have used um, or you would have spent on supplements and investing in the services of a, of a registered dietitian who's going to be able to assist the players in ensuring that they have a good and balanced diet that meets the, the players' um, nutritional needs. So, that would be our recommendation.
0: That makes 100% sense. So, so what can these players do? Um, you know, a lot of players want to get bigger, and apart from now going into the gym or, or whatever, and we've spoken to Tim about this, what can these young players do to, to bulk up, as they say?
2: Yeah, this is something that many um, young rugby players have been told that they're too small, that they they need to get bigger. And it's a dangerous language because that's sometimes what leads to the supplement, even the the steroid use. So what we would want the young athletes to know, and the coaches as well, is that muscle mass is affected by a number of factors, including genetics, as you've mentioned, the training and nutrition. And it's really important to approach this safely and be realistic with the goals and the time frames for increasing muscle mass. I know that um, Tim would have covered this from a training point of view. So from a nutritional point, it would probably be necessary for the um, player to increase their, en- their energy intake or their calorie intake from food. And there's some practical steps that they could do to implement this, like increasing the frequency of meals and snacks, or so having more regular meals or adding snacks between meals, having more energy-dense snacks and drinks to increase the energy intake without having to significantly increase the volume of food or the amount of food that they're eating, having um, mm-hmm. high-quality carbohydrates before and after training sessions, to fuel the session for optimal training intensity and then prevent muscle breakdown. Um, this also really helps with you know increasing muscle mass. But very, very important is it always comes down to planning, planning, planning. So mm-hmm. um, to avoid missing meals or avoid um, missing snacks, knowing what you're going to have at what time um, helps you to not skip meals or to go for. You know, quick fixes or um, junk food options that aren't really in line with with your nutritional goals. So, those are a couple of um, practical steps that you could implement to just generally increase um, your energy intake. Another thing that helps Mm -hmm. um, with increasing muscle mass is the timing of your protein intake. So, um, a lot of players will think that protein is the most important nutrient and it really is important um, but it's important to have a balanced diet and also that um, the protein intake is spread throughout the day. So having protein in every meal um, having it after training, which um, Zenith will cover, um, in a, mm-hmm. having protein at every meal and spreading it out throughout the day, that also assists with, with increasing muscle mass.
0: Well, I want to I move over to Zenit now. And, and it is about, you know, taking in food and, and meals and what to eat around training. So, so Zenit, over to you. How important is it to eat something after training? And what should a player do if they don't really feel hungry after training? I think that's something that happens quite often.
1: Definitely. I think the most important thing to remember is that your nutrition plays a role in your body composition. And this, your nutrition can also help with recovery, combating fatigue, supporting that development and that adaptation. And most importantly, it can play a role in reducing uh, a player's susceptibility to infections and injuries. So it's not just about um, food. It's about how we can optimize our nutrition to support in all the other areas. And in a, during a training week, the aim should be to have good nutritious food choices. So a variety of animal and non-animal proteins, which will allow for the body to build, to have the bulking rocks to grow and repair muscle in order for that adaptation to occur. And that is also part of that bulking up process. So it's the muscle synthesis. Having a variety of carbohydrates will also ensure that uh, a player has the fuel to perform. So when we choose our nutrition, we want to remember that it's not just about recovery, it's about performance and having the mentality of want to feel to win. And when we choose to have carbohydrates, we support the body in the repair process. Um, And also it's so important that players choose to get daily vegetables and fruit, which would help them Mm -hmm. to get their vitamins and mineral requirements. And also, your fruit and vegetables will give them fibre to sustain the energy. So in a young athlete, this is so important in making the right choices so that you also adapting your hunger cues and keeping your gut healthy with fibre is also really important. Mm-hmm. So the habit of having um, meals at certain times will encourage the body to get hungry at certain opportunities. So mm-hmm. the recovery nutrition during the week will allow for the gut to get trained and to recover or allow for that recovery nutrition post-match. So that means if a player is not used to having um, something after training, it becomes even harder for his gut or for his stomach to tolerate something after training. But when he forms Mm -hmm. that habit, it's so much easier um, after training for him to get used to um, that form of nutrition after training, after match day. So that also means uh, during a training week, working on the four hours of recovery, which will actually contribute towards your match day recovery. And that means mm-hmm. step one, rehydrate with the fluid in order to replace lost electrolytes and milk can assist with this, or even water and fruit. Then step two would be refueling with carbohydrates to allow for quicker hydration and also carbohydrates are needed to replace muscle stores of carbohydrates and it's needed for the muscle repair process. In Mm -hmm. step three which is repairing with a protein that is when it is important to have sufficient protein post-training but also step four which is to revitalize with vitamins and minerals as well as antioxidants further supports this recovery process. These four steps can be achieved very simply through nutrition. For example, a ham sandwich um, with fruit after the training or an energy with a chicken wrap. That could also um, meet those four steps. And the key is really what you would t- trial during your training week is what you would do on your match day. So. Everything or your nutrition strategy for match day, that is what you would try on a high intensity day to ensure that nothing new happens on match day. And that's to avoid gut disturbances like bloating and heartburn or nausea because it does impact on performance.
0: Well, let's let's look at, at, at match day and match day nutrition. As we all know, the top professionals, the Springboks, Blitzbox, they all eat properly before games. Um, You know, it's a build up process from breakfast in the morning and lunch and top up meals and all of that. Uh, What can our younger players do to ensure that they also feel correctly for matches?
1: Okay, so um, with regards to pre match, it's always important to ensure that the athlete is well um, nourished and hydrated 24 hours before the match. So that means that he or she would need to enter into a match in a state of good hydration. The day before the match should be a good intake of high-quality foods and higher carbs than usual. The protein remains the same. However, it's not just about your pre-match nutrition. It's also about the rest because sleep is key the day before a match. And while rested players have been proven to Have better accuracy and performance. So therefore, on top of your pre-match nutrition, it is important that you get the pre-match rest of 8 to 10 hours sleep the night before to ensure that a player plays at his or her best. So from the time they wake up, it is important to monitor hydration through the colour of um, the urine. And it should be a pale yellow or clear colour because hydration Mm -hmm impacts on performance. So that's why it's so important to enter into a match while hydrated. And the pre-match meal should be ideally three to four hours around the match. So planning again becomes very important. And we plan the meals around the playing time to ensure that you're not entering into a match on an energy low. So the morning of the match, for example, you should have a high glycemic oh high carbohydrate intake with low glycemic carbohydrates that will sustain your energy um, throughout. Mm -hmm. Uh, This could be something like your whole grain um, toast or whole grain bread and oats. So for example, a a big bowl of oats with peanut butter and milk followed by a boiled egg would be a good option. Um, And the meal should be high in carbs to ensure sufficient energy for the duration of the match. If the match is later, Mm -hmm. A pre-match meal could actually be the lunch and an example would be maybe a spaghetti bolognese or a chicken wrap with potato wedges because we want to make sure we get enough carbs. And then an hour before the match, the aim is to have a top of high glycemic carbs, which means it's just easily digested carbs. An example would be either having a banana or jelly sweets or even energade. And this will allow for easy digestion of the carbs and easy use of the carbs within um, that stipulated time. If a person is older than 12 years old, there is a recommendation of one cup of black coffee an hour before the match. The caffeine will have a performance benefit, but there is a recommendation not to exceed 100 milligrams of caffeine for an adolescent rugby player. So one should remember that try to avoid high caffeinated drinks that have too many stimulants like corona because it may impact on their performance. So Mm -hmm. match day is not just about pre-match, sometimes um, during the match or halftime, if a player is coming off the bench and they want to ensure that they still have the energy to do what the fresh legs would need to do, and that is to provide that uh, intensity and Sometimes it requires an additional um, carbohydrate intake, so maybe having a bulk swell of energy aid. It could be having an easy digestible fruit, just to make sure that, again, the energy is not low. And hydration always remains key. So having swells of water could also help even when they're not thirsty. Because thirst is not a good indication of hydration. So you actually need to have fluid, even if you don't feel thirsty.
0: Finally, a question for Zinet again. What should players have after a match? Uh, I'm guessing we're not talking about the age here that people would grab a beer and ate straight for the braai. It's a bit different for our younger players, I suppose.
1: Definitely. And even with our younger players, like I mentioned, they would do the four R's. So the four R's of recovery and nutrition is, again, um, critical that they practice during a training week so that it becomes second nature on a match day. So post-match nutrition is key for recovery. During a match, the high intensity or the high speed running and the impact of collisions can cause micro tears in the muscle tissue. The aim is to replace refuel and repair to support for recovery. And that means being prepared with at least 500 ml of fluid to replace lost fluid and electrolytes and ensure rehydration. So for the the player to remember to refuel with carbohydrates that are needed for the repair process. And also um, a, a fluid with carbohydrates supports for Uh, quicker hydration. Having protein alongside carbohydrates assists in the repair and recovery. And this is why having um, a chicken sandwich or peanut butter sandwich with milk can be a great way to support recovery. So if a player is a forward, a good option would be to have, for example, we've got the first choice high protein chocolate milk. And if you are back uh, a steely stumpy protein plus could be a great option, but remember protein alone is not enough. And you can meet your nutrition uh, goals with food first. It's not necessary to have supplements. So your recovery meal should be within thirty minutes to one hour after a match, but it also can be extended up within four hours after a match. So your recovery meal should have a- protein, carbs, and then also, again, uh, veg options. And that could be something like having a quarter chicken with baked potato um, and then also mixed veg or salad. And then for the antioxidant benefit uh, or to reduce inflammation, a pomegranate juice or tartary juice will actually be great. And hopefully, as part of recovery, that rest again becomes so key eight to 10 hours of good quality rest to facilitate sleep. And sleep is also how the body repairs. So good nutrition, uh, hydration and rest can result in a quicker recovery. So that means the player won't experience fatigue, they won't experience long durations of delayed onset of muscle soreness. And also, they will rebound a lot quicker and they're ready for the next match.
0: Thanks, Enid. I know there's some very valuable eating tips, uh, nutrition tips on the Boxmart website, which is uh, at boxmart.com. So uh, anyone who is interested in some some cool videos that you guys have made, some some eating plans, etc., etc., they can just head over there uh, and have a look at BoxSmart.com. Ladies, I want to thank you for your time. Um, it was great to have you on the Rugby podcast. Thanks for all the hard work and uh, best of luck with... Um, the alignment camps with the Springboks and obviously getting getting our season back into swing and making sure that everyone uh, who goes back into rugby are pr- properly repaired and ready for all the action. Thank you for listening and please join us again for the next SA Rugby podcast. For more, click on springboks.rugby or check out our social media channels.